0: Never fear, you're totally in the right place. These episodes were just way too good to remove from our archive. So I hope you enjoy. And thanks again for tuning in. If you have a big mission or a strong sense of purpose, you're going to love today's episode of the Six Figure Coach podcast. Hi there, I'm Dallas Travers, and my guest today is Sonia Chavez. She is on a mission to help rebel leaders and emerging talent create much-needed disruption in the corporate space and society at large. So Sonia's North Star has always been to give back to at-risk youth and emerging communities through accessible coaching and workshops, as well as to bring diversity, equity, inclusion, and justice into business as an experience. With such a big mission, Sonia knows it's time to become more vocal by sharing her message consistently online, yet, like a lot of us, she also understands that her stance on radical love isn't something everybody feels ready for, especially many of the progressive people in her life. So, Sonia and I created a game to help her lean into her own mischievous qualities and lean fully into her mission even if leaning in invites dissent, judgment, or disagreements. I was so inspired by Sonia's openness to the coaching process in this episode and even a little surprised about where the conversation took us. I think you'll enjoy it too. Welcome to the Six Figure Coach Podcast. I'm your host, Dallas Travers, and this is the show to listen to if you're a coach and you want the freedom, the confidence, and the impact that comes with a six-figure business. Each week, we'll discuss tangible strategies, simple systems, plus the juicy inner work to help you make more money and help more people. So thank you for being here. Let's dive in. All right, Sonia, I am really excited to dive in today. Thank you so much for throwing your hat in the ring.
1: Yeah, thank you for the opportunity. I'm nervously excited. I think there's a word for that, nerve sighted or something.
0: Yeah. Yeah, nerve sighted. <laughs> I think that's it too. I'm not, I'm not that cool. So <laughs> <laughs> so before we dive in, I I want to just find out how's it going inside the six figure coach club for you?
1: Yeah, for me it's going awesome as far as there's just I'm having I'm in client surge right now. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the whole process, though, has been really enjoyable for me. Um, I'm a very wild, structured spirit. And so the last thing I ever thought was that structure would work really well for me. But I think that actually your program brings such a beautiful, I know where the the path is. And then I can kind of like wildly encounter it on my own, in my own way. And then there's like these nice tetherings of like Q&A and and unstuck that reminds me to keep very present with the program. So, right. This whole like client search for me has been a blast in such an intimidating way.
0: Yeah. Oh, but that that also just is so so in aligned with your brand, by the way, that you would relate to this <laughs> as like, wow, I'm jumping out of an airplane here and I love it because that is not me, but I love what you said though about <laughs> how structure can actually give you freedom. Because mm-hmm. that's something I saw so often in my work in my last life with actors. Mm-hmm. What, you know These creative souls who just live according to their intuition and inspiration. Boy, just giving them touch points mm-hmm. allowed, allowed them to really thrive. So I'm really happy to hear you're having a similar experience. Yes. Yeah. So before we dive in, tell everybody a little bit about your business.
1: Oh, this is the part I didn't come. This to
0: is better. the part that you better like. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> I know I need to see I remember my uh, power statement. Yeah. Uh, so my business is called Looking to Leap, and mm-hmm. yeah, like I'm actually super excited because I finally really have gotten clear of who I want to serve first. Yeah. And that's rebel leaders. So uh, I really am here to serve leaders who are natural disruptors in the spaces that they exist, but they haven't learned how to own that disruption yet. Yes, and they're still tagging themselves as being wrong or other, uh, and I'm here to shift the game to to turn that around and actually show like that's your greatest strength, yeah and us rebel leaders, we're here to move people into the future so that our present moment isn't going to feel very comfortable and really like owning that, owning the discomfort and seeing it as a virtue of taking others into the future that's a uh, one that they can't see yet
0: hmm That's really clear. I don't, does it feel clear for you? It does now. Yeah. So super clear and inspiring. Yes. Yeah,
1: yeah. I think the more that I'm seeing it resonate again, it's like, to me, it's a bonus of the client search process is when you put your call out there and then people resonate with it strongly. And every time I've, I've already done probably like 10 sample sessions or mm-hmm. calling them revolution sessions. People are really resonating with, mm-hmm. with the message and they're showing up in droves. And I think that's, for me, is really exciting. Yeah,
0: that's thrilling. I just want to say for everybody listening, I'll, fill, I'll give you a little bit of backstory. So the first phase of what we practice inside the Six Figure Coach Club, what we focus on is getting you clients. When you have a full private client roster, there's freedom. There's, you're not worried about the money piece. Right. Confidence comes because, hello, I'm a coach and I actually have clients and now I can call myself a coach. That is the foundation. And the work with private clients is what's required in in order to really fine tune our messaging, have ideas for content and ultimately prepare you to launch a scalable program in some way. Um, But this client search process, your experience with it, it goes in one of two ways. One is, yes, my messaging is on point. I've hit something here. Aligned people are showing up, which is awesome. The other way is also awesome. It's just a little bit more painful. which is I put my call out and crickets. (laughs) I feel completely invisible here. And that is such a gift too, because it's a sign that the messaging is off Mm -hmm. and messaging is fixable. Right. So I actually get more excited when people are in pain (laughs) with client (laughs) search because I know once, once we solve that problem, things really blow blow up and blow wide open for folks. But I'm really glad to hear that you're getting affirmation that you're onto something here just by the way people are coming forward. Yeah. Great.
1: I think it's giving me affirmation also of why I'm here. Mm. Um, And it's allowing me to just lean deeper into who I am. Yeah. Yeah. And that it, that doesn't need to look any certain way. Just because it's called rebel doesn't mean that it needs to be this certain thing. And breaking that down over and over and over again, um, is really important for me.
0: Wow. Yeah, I get it. I think those of us who become coaches, we just sign up to learn lessons about ourselves every single day in public. That's really what coaching (laughs) is. (laughs) I love that you're embracing it. So, all right, well, let's roll up our sleeves. (laughs) What do you want to walk away with from our time together today?
1: I think, um, so on a plus side, I am already in a different space than when I even initially signed up. For this oh. because I was really looking at like, man, I want to claim my business. I want to like really stand behind it. And I feel like I'm already a step into that. And I think today, like what I want to walk away with is an even stronger and clearer, I want to say like ownership mm-hmm. of what I'm creating in this like revolution. Cause for me, this is even bigger than a business. I really do want to stand behind a movement that opens up space for people who never saw that space being there for them before. Yes. And and there's some fear that naturally shows up in what that means for me. And I want to like just barrel through the fear and see what it looks like. Great. So what I think I hear you
0: saying is you would like to explore where you might be playing a little small or holding yourself back or slowing your own progress because embracing this revolution is a big freaking deal. Yeah. And it, like any human who could just do that without fear is probably a maniac and has no <laughs> business doing that. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Okay. So I'm curious, the purpose, you're just lit up when you talk about it. How yeah. clear is your vision of what the revolution looks like when you are fully owning it and yeah. it's, it's really creating shifts?
1: I feel like I have like an eighty percent vision of mm-hmm. of what what this is really about. Um, I think there's like a heart North star for me around like why this is important to me that that that's actually what's always pulling me forward and mm-hmm. then, but I think who I'm reaching is a much wider net than that north mm-hmm. star, and mm-hmm. I don't want to push the wide net away. I just want to hold and, and really get clear on that North Star because. That's why I'm doing all of this, right? And don't you think it's the North Star that's
0: that's attracting the wide net? If you Absolutely. started speaking to the wide net, that was it's just totally watered down and confusing.
1: Yeah, yeah. So
0: tell me that what is the North Star?
1: That I, everything that I do, um, I want to be my give back. My um, my whole why is is to create opportunities and, and spaces that directly contribute to. Um, provide like I want to bring coaching and leadership opportunities to the any of the leaders who are like we call them emerging talent so like I don't like underrepresented or Mm -hmm. underserved
0: Mm -hmm. I like the
1: term emerging talent but um, of course uh, people of color is a big focus of mine but I really want to be in the equity and diversity and inclusion space bringing opportunity there got it Uh, but like, but I want my business to role model it. I don't want. I'm not just saying I want to like give money to that space. I'm saying like every single piece of my business, I want to role model what I'm speaking of. Mm-hmm. Um. So when I say like my north star, what's pulling me is envisioning that like one day I will have a business that trains, like equips, empowers. Young, but also just any leader who's really going in to have impact in the social justice and equity spaces, yes, that they have a place where they can come and get the skills to take them even to another level mm-hmm. and to the world and do even more. I'll say damage people don't like that word, but like really, that they can even go do yeah. more amazing damage, yeah, to the places that they're trying to have impact on
0: yeah, I love it, great, so when you, you talked earlier about it's so interesting for me to be talking to you right now because you filled in the form to, for this recording about two and a half weeks ago, and mm-hmm. it's, total, it's changed mm-hmm. so much since that yeah. time. So, And that's yeah. the end of our episode. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. So it's really great that you've gotten so clear and a lot of the like, hesitation is already gone. So I want to ask this question.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Where are you incongruent? even if it's 1% incongruent? Because you said, I want my company to lead by example. Yeah. So where are you out of
1: alignment? I think that I've been, when I show up, I'm I'm usually pretty happy with how I show up. Mm-hmm. I am not, I hold back a lot when it comes to how I'm putting my voice out into the world. I'm not actually doing a whole lot of that right now. And when I do, I can tell I'm still I'm tempering a lot Um, and I've what I've not pushed myself to really embark on is I have this concept that I call radical love mm-hmm. um, and the reason I call it radical is because I can hold perspective for people that many of those that I love don't want to hold any perspective for and mm-hmm. I feel like our world needs this messaging of it's okay to hold two things at once. Like you don't need to choose and we're all choosing right now. I don't want to choose. Yeah. But putting those topics out, like terrifies me because I have a lot of progressive, liberal, beautiful friends that don't want to hear about compassion for the other side.
0: I'm not, for our listeners, I'm nodding very fervently (laughs) because that's something that I have been struggling with myself. There are people who I love who see Things very differently than I do, mm-hmm. and it's so much easier, Sonia, to just be against, yeah, and if I'm being really honest, I should sign up for your program <laughs> <laughs> because i there's a big part of me, and I've even said it out loud, I actually don't want to understand you're just wrong, yeah, right, and what I hear you saying is it feels risky to hold space for the wrong people, just for the record, right? They are wrong, right? (laughs)
1: Yeah.
0: If if that feels really risky, I get it. Mm -hmm. I actually
1: want to remove like part of my, one of my biggest goals in the revolution or the rebel, anything that I'm putting out around rebel leadership is that we eliminate the terms right and wrong. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that nice does not necessarily equal good. Yeah. There's an incredible book called The Power of Kindness
0: by Piero Ferrucci. Have you read it? No. It's it's maybe 10 or 12 years old now. I'll put a okay. link in the show notes for everyone. But he draws this very clear distinction between being polite and truly kind. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what you're getting at here. Yes. Often we try to be nice, right, or polite yeah. and do the air quotes here, right thing. Yeah, And in fact, we're causing more damage right where being kind yeah. is being truthful and open and having hard conversations yeah. i think you would love that book i really yeah. it still awesome. had such an impact on me so many so many years later okay so you see where you hold yourself back it's like when you've been invited in right you show up and you shine mm-hmm. but anytime it's outside of a secured space in that way you hold back yeah yeah What is it you feel you need to believe, whether that's about yourself or about your circumstances, in order to have permission to expand
1: the boundary? Um, I think the first thing that comes up for me about believe about myself is that I'm ready. Mm -hmm. And then what I need to believe outside of that, um, I don't know what the, I need to believe, but I think the first thought that pops into my mind about like, what, what happens when I do this is people I love will see me in a different way. Mm -hmm. What happens when people see you in a different way? That I'll be seen as like almost a traitor. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of expectations that I I guess this is my own belief that people hold expectations of me because I am in the LGBTQ community. I'm Hispanic, and I'm a woman. Mm-hmm. And therefore, I must that um, actually, I think one of the things is that like, I'm ungrateful for the progress that's made that's that's led us to where we are that I can actually have a voice today, in the way that I have it. And how dare I push against and embrace people who have held that voice down before. Yes. It's very
0: disruptive what you're up to.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: So it makes perfect sense to me that you would have these fears, right? Or or perceptions. You've probably experienced at least some of that.
1: Mhm. Yeah. Mhm. Yeah, I mean I, I can't my background is military government, so I spent 20 years in an environment that, to be honest, I came across people who were very blatant about not liking me and not approving of who I am. Yeah. Um, and yet that only – I guess I finally – I have come to the point where, like, I hold I, – when I look at think of those people now, I hold ma- major compassion mm-hmm. um, for, for, for where they must exist to even feel that way. Yes. Yes.
0: And so your loved ones who are – doing the work yeah. right in the world. Yeah. This is disruptive yes. to the work that they've been doing. And it like an easy place to go would be to see you as ungrateful or even as a traitor. Yeah. So what do you stand to lose by being by leaning into the disruption?
1: Yeah. I think put- I think maybe initially, I guess there's a piece of me that believes this wouldn't be the long-term game, but mm-hmm. I think initially I could, I could lose the respect, honestly. Respect, yep. People that I really care about mm-hmm. and potentially even like literally their friendship. I, I think some people would actually fall out of my life because they didn't understand what I was doing. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. I think there's a loss of perceived trust. Yeah. or on there and like a little bit of a feeling of betrayal.
1: Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Those sound like very high stakes. Yeah. I mean, I it's I guess I view it as like it's it's not something I would prefer um and at the same times I I I live my life like I know I am someone who will go to the fire for my value system. Yeah. And I'm willing to lose it all, to be honest. Yeah, I hear you.
0: So that brings me to my next question. What do you stand to lose by not leaning
1: in? I think of like, when I think of my purpose or like why I feel like I exist on this earth, it's like to play it full out. Mm -hmm. And I think that like not leaning all in, I won't ever get to see what I'm fully made of. Yeah. And I think... That irks me more than anything. Totally. (laughs) It's interesting because I'm
0: making two lists here. And let me loop our listeners in a little bit. I think it's really easy. I mean, how many times in our lives have we made a a pro-con list? I need to make a big decision. Here are the pros, here are the cons. But I think a a more helpful approach to that is, what do I stand to lose by doing this thing? And what do I stand to lose by not doing the thing? Mm and the list we came up with by leaning in you could lose the respect of loved ones you people could fall out of your life and trust would would be broken
1: mm-hmm.
0: by not leaning in you stand to lose self-respect self-friendship yeah right and self-trust yeah which it might be feel lonelier but i would <laughs> rather be alone on an island with myself
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: So what comes up for you as you hear me draw the those distinctions?
1: I think part of what came up for sure, which is probably why I've held off is um, I'm, I've, I'm great at, A, I'm great at bringing, a, I'm great at having community around me. And yeah. it was starting to feel really good to have that. Um, and that totally. sense of like, that sense of like, oh man, like, am I going to, am I going to like feel alone again? Mm-hmm. But I think instantly I know that I have a core, I have a core group that I'm never questioning if they're going to be in my life or not, regardless yeah. of what I show up as. Yeah. So I think that immediately kind of shows up too. of like, I wouldn't be alone. Um yeah. And even if I would, I know already, like, I know what not following my, my, my purpose. I know where, I know where that road leads and it's, it's not pretty and it's very self-destructive. Yeah. I
0: hear you. And let's just speak to like, speak the truth here. What a fricking inconvenience, (laughs) right. To have to lean in. It's a pain in the ass, (laughs) you know, and there's, so there is a reality of that. And I, so let's look at that. Like what the, the part of you, right. The inconvenienced part of you. Yes. What does that aspect of you, what support system or routine or mindset, like what thing does Mm -hmm. that part of you need Mm -hmm. in order to feel grounded enough to give you permission to lean
1: in? It's so funny because normally I would go into like spirituality or meditation and that's not at all what's coming up right now. (laughs) I think that like what I'm enjoying the most about being in the, in the surge process right now. And like being with rebels face to face and hearing their struggles is that there's this deep need for playfulness in the space (laughs) that um, we often take ourselves a little too serious and there's so much power showing up when I can become, when I can get playful. So when I think of that question that you just asked me, I think like what it, what it needs is this like outlet of play. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Wow. I'm surprised by that too. I know, but you're right. Especially progressives. We all take ourselves way too seriously. (laughs) Yes. I hear you. All right. So if we were to design a game, right? So we're being playful here. Now there is the game of Sonia leaning in. Uh What are the parameters of the game? Like design the game for me. What does it look like in action? Cool. Be well, careful, because we're coming me. up with some accountability here. Just so, like, just so you know where I'm taking you. Be careful what you say here.
1: <laughs> I immediately got kind of like a, an image of uh, my mischievous self as a child, uh-huh. um, because I used to play a lot of pranks, and yeah, I loved being like just mischievous. Is the only way I can really put it out there. Um, what what a game look like, man, that's a really good question that I'm not, that nothing is immediately coming up for me. Great. Let's, let's
0: clarify it. Let's see if we can find a process here. So my daughter Farina is six and a couple of weeks ago we invented a game called one, two, ace, go win. (laughs) That is how (laughs) games get named when you're six. Right. And Um, so we just, we had a deck of cards Mm-hmm. And she said, let's play a game. And I mm-hmm. had one outcome in mind. Other than that, there was no outgo- outcome. And that outcome was, this can't feel like me against her. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't like games. Like, with kids especially, I don't like games like that. But other than so it needed to feel cooperative. Mm-hmm. Other than that, we were open. And mm-hmm. so it just started with we each had half of the deck and we would flip the cart. So I'm trying to break this down. So the first step was... Clear on non negotiable, we got clear on our non negotiable. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. The second step was we brought curiosity, Mm -hmm. and then the third step was we added more rules to amplify the fun. Mm -hmm. So, this game is wackadoo. So, (laughs) you know, you flip the card, and the person with the highest number wins both cards, Mm -hmm. unless it's a two. And then you have to play tug of war with the two card, literally pulling it out of each other's hands. But that got a little violent. So now you have, it has to stay on the table. There's all these like funny rules. And then Jack's, I can't even remember the rule with Jack's, but it's actually a really fun game. One One, mm-hmm. two, eight, go win. <laughs> but um, so, and then, so I guess the last process was a part, part of the process was adjusting to feedback. So mm-hmm. if this was our process, yeah. number one, what are the non-negotiables? Yeah. Right? Yep. Number two, like committing to a curious mind. Number three, layer actions in to amplify the feeling you want to have.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And what was that fourth one? Um, do you remember? Adjust, what I just said? adjust. Adjust
1: to feedback as needed.
0: Adjust based on feedback. Yeah. Can we try that? Yeah. And see if it, re- it reveals a yeah, game. Totally. You can totally steal the name too if you want. One, two, ace, go win. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So non-negotiable. So the goal here, just to loop our listeners in, when we come back from our break, um, Sonia and I are going to apply these rules to help her bring playfulness into this very purposeful right Mm -hmm. and serious mission that you have because when you are playful that's when you're most yourself bringing in some mischievousness great so let's take a break and then we'll come back and set some rules awesome the most common and most dangerous question other coaches ask me is this what more should i be doing This question, it keeps you stuck scrambling every month to find more clients, throwing a launch together at the very last minute, or just trying to put together some semblance of a business strategy from all the free stuff you can find online. So instead of asking, what more should I be doing? The real question here is how can I do less or where can I go deeper? These are the questions we'll tackle inside a brand new class for coaches called The Coach Class. So if you're tired of winging it, second-guessing yourself at every turn, or working way too hard to keep your business running, The Coach Class could just change your life. Go to watchthecoachclass.com right now to grab your free spot inside this special webinar. You know, there is an easier path to six figures, and the Coach Class will show it to you. Registration is open this week, so again, the URL is watchthecoachclass.com. I will see you over there. All right. Welcome back. Sonia, I'm really curious to see how this all goes. (laughs) This is what I love about coaching is it's a little bit of a, it's, it's a game and which is exactly what we're doing here. Okay. So (laughs) the parameters of our process to design a playful approach to help you lean in are number one, identifying our non-negotiables. Yes. So what, if any non-negotiables do you have around how you show up or around this process?
1: I think uh, number one is no one gets to be shamed. Mm. I want to take shame out of the game. Okay. Um, I think radical love needs to be in there. Yep. Um, and disruption is welcomed. Mm-hmm.
0: So I'm going to flesh that one out. Disruption is welcome, which means we can't expect it to feel good all the time. Yes.
1: Yes. That like however people show up is perfectly perfect.
0: Great. Almost looking forward to discomfort because that reveals that you're onto something. Yeah. I don't want to play this game. (laughs) Yeah. Right. But okay. Shouldn't always be comfortable.
1: Great. Any other non-negotiables? Yeah, there's one that's popping up when I think of social media is like, there will be no unfriending for me. (laughs) They can unfriend, obviously, if they choose to. Yeah,
0: that is such a concrete illustration of no shaming, radical love and disruption being welcome in action. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anything else to our non-negotiables list?
1: The term wild came up, but I don't know what that really means. Okay. Great. We'll find out. (laughs) I love it.
0: All right. So the second step was just being curious about the process. So let's Mm -hmm. you and I just both agree that Mm -hmm. what we come up with today won't be our final draft, but we're just going to be curious. Awesome. And then step three, we're layering in actions to amplify the way you want to feel. So if we were just, so you have to start somewhere, right? So Farina and I started by flipping cards over and realizing we have to have something else we're doing than flipping over cards. So what would be maybe the first one to two
1: layers Mm -hmm. or actions
0: Mm -hmm. around this?
1: Um, So one of the first things that came up for me was something I actually coach my clients on a lot is that what you're, where you're coming from has a lot to do with the mental state that you're entering in activity. So whatever you were doing before the activity plays directly into what you're doing. Yeah. So I guess what's coming up for me is that, like, I need to – that the first layer should be me having fun in some way, shape, or form Mm. before I enter into a a posting or something like that, if that makes sense. Got it.
0: Yep. So there's no doom scrolling and reacting – Right. You are, you're like showing reverence almost to your mission yeah. by putting yourself in the right m- mental and physical and emotional space before yes. contributing to the conversation. Yes. Great. And do you know what that looks like? What is, if if you left with that as a homework assignment, would you yeah. know what having fun before posting actually looks like?
1: Yes. Okay. Like I, I think of like tapping into a certain song and, and like sort of feeling the vibe of it or go, I mean, I know it's Funny, but like running is fun for me, like going for a run because I know that it puts me in this like really good space. Yes. Um, having a funny, like a laughing conversation with someone and then walking into doing a post or something like that. Connecting. Yeah.
0: Great. Really clear. Okay. What's the second action? 2nd second um,
1: I'm trying to think of something that has to do with why, how I'm going to pick what I'm talking about. Uh-huh. Um. I want, so this is all about being playful. Mm -hmm. So I think something around figuring out how to play with universe, like allow the topics to be offered to me by what's showing up in my days or my, yeah, my life. Yes.
0: I'd love to offer something around that. Mm -hmm. You can build an effortless routine. Okay, here's what's tricky about what you just said. Now you Mm -hmm. just have to be open and trusting that something will happen. And that can just lead, it can be very disempowering and lead to, if we're talking about sharing content, it's like wishful writing. And now Mm. you're only allowed to share when the universe tells you it's okay. It's like too high a bar, Yeah, but you can build it just a very effortless routine around this. So and here's an example. I am the type of person who I read the last chapter of a book. I read the first chapter of a book and then the last and then the middle. And I won't read the middle if I don't like how the story oh. ends. Just control, right? A deep desire to control outcomes. So this is something that I'm working on, right? <laughs> so one thing I do every morning, My our house is three stories and my office is on the third story. Mm-hmm. It sounds fancier than it is. I'm in the attic, everybody. So <laughs> I come up to the into the office and I say kind of to the space, okay, surprise me today. Mm-hmm. And it just sort of clicks me into a different state. Mm-hmm. And then I look for the surprises mm-hmm. rather than fast-forwarding to the last chapter of the book. Mm-hmm. So just a simple... Uh, like a drop in routine, mm-hmm. so that you don't have to to just wait for the universe to serve something up you can yeah it can be a little more directed, so what might that look yeah. like for you
1: um, i The first thing that came to me was like i'm trying to be very intentional of like being outside and walking once a day mm-hmm. or well I'm trying to be active in some way and say oftentimes that involves a walk or a run mm-hmm. um, that's one of the things is whether it's a thought that's going to pop up in my head, or someone I encounter or something I encounter, I feel like I'm, I'm helping the universe set me up. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Great. Um, And then I think another intentional way I can do it is, um, honestly, just I think maybe in the morning, I've started this like kind of morning way of waking up. And Mm -hmm. I think Doing what you said is like I have an I have about an hour and a half of a morning routine that I typically try and carve into my day. And being intentional about creating that space of of like I'm asking to play with the universe for mm-hmm. things to maybe show up in that because it's a time where I'm journaling, I'm meditating, yeah. like that kind of a thing.
0: Yeah. And then if this resonates, I would also offer time reserved to actually go and write the thing that you got yeah. inspired to write.
1: Yeah. And
0: so that could look like a reminder on your phone, like, hey, Sonia, did you share your voice, like share your message today? Mm -hmm. Or it could also be an appointment on your calendar where you're pretty strict about showing up and doing it.
1: Okay. Yeah. Otherwise, what
0: happens is we're so reliant on inspiration, motivation, that the routine itself is fulfilling and there's no real desire to take the action. Yeah. So we have to put some discomfort in there. Yeah. No,
1: totally. Yeah, and I'm, I'm. Yep, that's totally me.
0: <laughs> I want to. I'll just flesh that out for all of our listeners. So, I believe there are. It's it's easy to break motivation down into two categories: inspiration motivation, or moving towards something, and discomfort motivation, moving away from something. Mm-hmm. So, uh, a good example of discomfort motivation would be weight loss. Right. If your jeans don't fit when you put them on, you're literally uncomfortable. And that is the thing that gets you on your out on your run for the day. Right. The trouble if we're only reliant on discomfort motivation is when the jeans start to fit better, we lose all of the actions that got us there. Right.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Inspiration motivation is all about feeling good. We're moving, we're propelled toward a picture. You're all about inspiration, motivation, mm-hmm. just the way that you've shown up today <laughs> and what you're sharing. And we need inspiration, motivation. It's the thing that allows us to stick with something for the long term. If mm-hmm. we only rely on inspiration, motivation, we never get started because we're so blissed out on the future picture. There's yes. zero urgency. Yeah. Yeah. Great. So I think we've tapped in now. You've got your inspiration, motivation, that part's easy, but Mm -hmm. setting that uncomfortable appointment to show up and share your message, even when it's not perfect or convenient, I think is going to be essential to the game.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think I need to put, um, I need to come up with like how many times I want to do that and like Mm -hmm. drive myself to like, this is the minimum, wait, Mm -hmm. the minimum times I want to show up in a week or something like that, that's actually doable.
0: Great. So what would that look like? You don't have to stick to it today, even though this is being documented and this podcast is airing and people (laughs) are going to hear it,
1: but just to get you started, right? Um, What what would that look like? I feel like initially I was thinking like one time a week because I'm not doing anything, but I feel like I could push myself a little beyond that. Um,
0: I worry that one time a week too, it could just get too precious. mm right like if yeah. you only you talked about running if you only ran once a week yeah the the, the, the your lungs would never really get stronger or you'd never yeah. experience that right
1: yeah. yeah yeah um i was thinking starting with trying like 3 times a week cuz mm-hmm. i really i'm yeah it's Great. something i'm going to be working on as a whole is like more consistent posting yeah
0: Great. I think three is great to strive for it. Mm. And so maybe you're like, you've got three is your wow goal goal. And Mm. one is your, I, I kept my word to myself. I showed up. Yeah. Great. I I love it. Great. So something that's coming up for me around this is what's the plan Mm
1: -hmm.
0: when you, when you receive so we talked about that step being um, adjusting to feedback,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? Mm-hmm. So let's shift to that last step now. Mm-hmm. What's, how are you going to adjust? Mm-hmm. A, take care of yourself, right? But B, mm-hmm. take in feedback in a way that doesn't take you off this very clear course you know you're meant to be on.
1: Yeah, One of the first, one of the first things came in, I don't know if it fits into this space, but that like, I think what I want as a constant check for myself is that this isn't about me. Like, I think sometimes I'm an emotion, I'm a, I'm a Enneagram four, I'm a emotional, can get a little caught up in myself. (laughs) My husband's an Enneagram four, so I know you, Uh, I see you right now. Yes. (laughs) So I, I always have to do a self check that, um. That this isn't about me, mm-hmm. that I'm not posting uh, for the sake of, uh, I don't know, how, I'm losing my words on how to frame this, but that like, I'm not posting for attention or reaction. Yeah. That um, there's a soul to what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um. So that's one of the first things that came up for me. Yeah. Because, and I think that showed up for me because if I feel like I'm coming from that space, then when people, if people push back, I will be more okay with it, I guess is the best way to put it. Yes. Um, It won't hit me as hard. Whereas if I feel like I kind of like got lost in myself, Mm -hmm. the feedback might hurt a little bit more. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. So what I'm understanding here is the mission is a sep- is an entity separate from you. Yes. Yeah. And just reminding yourself of that because you are going to get, you better get feedback or you're doing something wrong.
1: Yeah. Right. Well, I, I and I kind of have a little bit of an idea of like what, maybe not with my close friends of what to expect, but like I did a, a TEDx talk specifically talking about revolution and being a, being a disruptive leader. And like the first 10 comments, it was it was then put on YouTube and on the TED page. And the first 10 comments were like, I mean, as if I was Satan, really. Like I got Bible quotes thrown at me. I got like the, I wish the freaks with bad hair would go away. Like it was an intense reaction. And it didn't- Very
0: personal, it sounds very, like. The, very very, the very attacks bad. were very personal.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't take that and like, Fall apart or anything like that, um, but it was a wake-up call for me on like what could be coming, especially from those layers that are further away from me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there's a little piece of me that is like, if a if a if a deep jab gets thrown at me from someone I care about, I don't know if I've ever encountered that before.
0: Right. Right. Okay. So I what I'm hearing is you see how this is not personal mm-hmm. and a way to help yourself move through uh, dissenting feedback mm-hmm. from loved ones, right. Is mm-hmm. to just r- separate yourself, right. Remind yourself that this is not personal. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And you I think know who's
0: so good at that is Amy Schumer. I don't know if you're an Amy Schumer fan at all. Uh, I
1: that woman has my jaw on the floor pretty often. Like, right. She, she is incredible. And like, she pushes, I mean, she pushes the balance.
0: Yeah. Sure. Well, she's got this, um, an HBO series, and I don't know how long it's been out. It could be even, it could be a very long time and I'm just <laughs> catching on to it, but she's pregnant. So she's on tour and she's pregnant and she mm-hmm. is a shit show. I mean, mm-hmm. just, have you seen it? I've seen pieces of it. You've yeah. seen pieces of it. Yeah. And the way that she relates to trolls, she calls them, is so inspiring to me because it just <laughs> does not land with her at all. So much so that she doesn't even like push back or there's so many opportunities to as a comic to fight yeah. back. And it just so does not matter to her. Yes. Um, it's kind of inspiring.
1: Yeah, you actually just brought up something for me that I think I could bring into this. Is I actually just watched her in um, "I Feel Pretty," uh-huh. and one of the scenes that I think caught my attention the most is when a woman comes into the model agency and is actually trying to insult her, but she's turning every insult into a compliment to herself, uh-huh. <laughs> and there and it completely disarms the entire conversation. And I think. That is an element of playfulness Mm -hmm. and deep love that I could come from because it would be love of myself and complete detachment to the other person of where they are.
0: A hundred percent. Oh, that's really, I love how you were able to take that inspiration and bring it right back to your values.
1: Yeah. Great. Well, because that that scene caught my attention because it spoke so deeply to like the power of simply owning who we are and Mm -hmm. not needing to hate someone to do it.
0: Yeah. Okay. Okay. What, if anything else, do we need to address in order for this game to feel clear and actionable for you?
1: I don't know. I feel pretty. I feel like I'm, I'm in that space where I'm like nervous because this is going to happen. And also I like feel like I got some really solid boundaries around it too. So yeah. I don't know if I need anything else.
0: I think it sounds really clear as well. I'm just going to offer one more piece of structure,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and that is periodic, and I would build a routine around it until it becomes natural, mm-hmm. right? Check-ins with yourself, right? So maybe that's yeah. every, other, every other Thursday, right? I'm just going to check in. How's it going? right? Like, mm-hmm. am I, what's my grade on, on leaning in and playing the rules of sticking to the rules of the game? Mm-hmm. And like, when is it time to layer in more or make adjustments? Mm-hmm. Kind okay. of building, it sounds so clinical, but sort of building success metrics around it, mm-hmm. right? So that you, so it becomes uh, the framework for how you show up and then it becomes the habit
1: yeah. without having
0: to think about it or check in any longer.
1: Yeah. And I think that At the end of the day, that's really what this is all about, is that when you said, like, where are you being incongruent? It's not just with my business, it's with myself, is that Mm -hmm. um, I want to take it away from me having to show up in certain spaces fully, whereas I'm actually just existing fully.
0: Yes. Yep. I really hear that. Okay, this has been so much fun for me. (laughs) It really (laughs) has. No, this has been amazing. Really thank you for it. bringing such an open heart and a creative spirit to this. And I think we're onto something here because you have a very clear why and a very big mission. And now if we can just be playful and have structure. Yeah. Right. You can keep yeah. leaning in.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I, I owe a huge thank you to you because honestly, like this energy and momentum and, and everything is, is a lot thanks to like, starting your pro- I mean, I was like, I think it's been two months that I've been in your program and yeah, it's been incredible. Oh, I'm so glad. We're really grateful to have you. Thank you. Good.
0: All right. So will you check in with me and let me know how the game goes? Maybe a month yeah. from now you'll give me Absolutely. an update. Great. I'm,
1: I'm hoping you'll have a post on your page even before then. Okay. Okay. Great. Right. Yeah. Now, now I've got to follow
0: you. I can, uh, I can keep track. <laughs> great. Well, thanks again for joining me and for everyone listening. I want you to take whatever inspiration you need to from, uh, my conversation with Sonia to just identify where you, can, you yourself can lean in and be fall into even more alignment alignment with what matters. Great. Thanks, Sonia. Thanks everybody. We'll see you next week. Thanks again for tuning in to the Six Figure Coach Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to rate and review the show. That's the best way you can show your support. I'd also love to connect on Instagram. So go ahead and take a screenshot of this episode or maybe a photo of yourself listening along to the podcast. Post it to your Instagram stories. Be sure to mention me. I'm at Dallas Travers and I'll send some Instagram love right back at you. We'll be back next week with another great episode. Until then keep going on your six-figure journey.